You're listening to Grace Saves All, the podcast which exists at the spiritual intersection of Christianity and universal salvation. In this podcast, we will be exploring an ancient and modern approach to Christianity, which affirms both that grace saves alone and that grace goes to all. And now, here is David Artman, author of Grace Saves All, The Necessity of Christian Universalism. Hello again, and welcome to the place where we are discovering, or rediscovering, a Christian vision of a God of perfect love who is saving us all by grace. So far in our journey, we've looked at the biblical evidence for my five-point Christian universalist theology. We've also looked at biblical evidence that while God's judgments may cause God to cast us off for perhaps even a very long time, God in judgment will not cast any of us off forever. Now I'd like for us to pause in order to turn and take a deeper look together at grace. Christians have all agreed that grace is necessary for salvation, but we have come to three different ways of understanding the relationship between grace and salvation. Because the issues around grace and salvation have become so complex, I ended up working out a simple way to help me break all of this down, and I'm happy to share it with you, and I hope that it helps you. This way of thinking about it came to me around 2015, and I thought it was so helpful that it became one of the main reasons I wanted to write my book, Grace Saves All. Now, before I go any further with this, I do want to give credit to Thomas Talbot and his book, The Inescapable Love of God. Because in that book, Talbot's third chapter is entitled, Three Pictures of God in Western Theology. And that chapter is probably one of the most transformational things I've ever read, and I would recommend you get his book and read it for yourself. In that all-important third chapter, Talbot presents what he calls an inconsistent set of three propositions. They are an inconsistent set of propositions not because Christians have denied them. They are inconsistent because Christians have believed all of them at various times, but they can't all be believed simultaneously without causing a larger conflict. And so here are Talbot's three inconsistent propositions which help us to see three different visions of God in Western Christianity. The first proposition is, all human sinners are equal objects of God's redemptive love in the sense that God, being no respecter of persons, sincerely wills or desires to reconcile each one of them to himself and thus to prepare each one of them for the bliss of union with him. Two, Almighty God will triumph in the end and successfully reconcile to himself each person whose reconciliation he sincerely wills or desires. And three, some human sinners will never be reconciled to God and will therefore remain separated from God forever. Although the meticulous language that Talbot uses is important, we could simplify these three propositions down to one, God wants to save all. Two, God can save all God wants to save, and three, some will not be saved. And I really recommend that you get Talbot's book and read the chapter for yourself. But one of the things that reading that chapter did for me is it helped me to realize that I could do a similar exercise with Christian viewpoints about grace. So, here are the three inconsistent propositions that I formulated to help us to see three different pictures of grace in Western Christianity. And so, now, 
With my thanks to Thomas Talbot's example, here they are. 1. Grace alone saves. 2. Grace goes to all. And 3. Some will never be saved. Now, the first big idea here is that salvation is by grace alone. Affirming that salvation is by grace alone is a huge idea in Christianity. It goes all the way back to prominent early church fathers. It was picked up and championed by Protestant reformers during the Reformation with their slogan, sola gratia, meaning grace alone. And it's an idea that's still important to many Christians today. Put simply, the idea that grace alone saves or that salvation is by grace alone means that grace is God's way of being with us in order to initiate and to sustain everything necessary for our ultimate salvation. So, the first big idea Christians have had about grace is that grace alone saves. The second big idea Christians have had when it comes to grace is that grace goes to all. And this naturally fits in with the idea that God came to the world in Jesus because God loves the whole world and everyone in it and wants goodness and salvation for all of us. So for a lot of Christians, it's a very important idea that God gives grace to everyone because God loves everyone. Now, the third big idea that I want to present is that many Christians have believed that some will not ever be saved. And they've believed that they won't be saved because they won't repent or they won't believe. And their spiritual stubbornness will finally result in their being eternally separated from God. Now, each of these three big ideas, that grace alone saves, that grace goes to all, and that some will never be saved, each of these have been strongly affirmed in the history of Christianity. And I've noticed that many Christians I have been around do actually affirm all of these things. When I talk with them, uh, they seem to believe that salvation is by grace alone, that grace goes to all, and that some will never be saved. They believe these things, and they believe that the Bible teaches these things. But what they don't realize is that by affirming all three of these things, they have a logical problem on their hands. Because it is impossible for them to affirm all three of these ideas at the same time without running into a logical problem. If they affirm that grace alone saves and that some will never be saved, then they must deny that grace goes to all. Because if grace alone saves and grace therefore by itself leads us all the way to salvation, then the only reason all would not be saved would be because grace does not go to all. And if they affirm that grace goes to all and that some will never be saved, then they must deny that salvation is by grace alone. Because if everyone gets grace, but everyone is not saved, then it must be that salvation is not by grace alone. It must be that grace accomplishes only part of salvation, and then people have to go beyond what grace can do for them and get that extra part done, or they will be lost forever. But then, if they affirm that grace alone saves and that grace goes to all, then they must deny that some will never be saved. Because if grace alone leads all the way to salvation, and if everyone receives grace from God, then none will finally be lost, which means denying that God's judgments or hell lasts forever for anyone. Now, that's an awful lot to say in order to describe these three different viewpoints about grace. And so I thought it would be helpful to give each of these approaches to grace 
a label, or a term. The one where grace goes to all and some will never be saved, I call the transactional approach. The one where grace alone saves and where some will never be saved, I call the exclusive approach. And the one where grace alone saves and grace goes to all, I call the inclusive approach. Each of these three approaches to grace and salvation has a place in the history of Christianity. Each can be argued from the Bible, and each of them has strengths and weaknesses to deal with. And in the next three episodes, I will go over all of these strengths and weaknesses in detail and give a little more historical background on each one of them. The main point that I wanted to get across in this episode of the podcast is that when it comes to thinking about God and grace and salvation, no matter how we put things together, we run into some complexities and some scriptural problems to deal with. We discover pretty quickly that no matter which path we take, we run into some problems that we just have to deal with. But what I have discovered over the years of thinking about this is that I would much rather deal with the apparent problems which come from believing that grace alone saves and that grace goes to all and that finally grace is going to be God's way of saving all. It's not that I don't know that this path has some problems to deal with. It's just that I've realized that all the problems that I have to deal with on this path can be handled much better than on the other paths. Well, I think that's probably enough for us to think about in this episode. So in the next three episodes, I hope you will join me as we go more deeply into each of these three pictures of grace in Western Christianity, which also happen to correspond to Thomas Talbot's three pictures of God in Western Christianity. Until that time, I hope you will join me in believing in a Christian vision of a purely good God whose grace will ultimately save all. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Grace Saves All. You can help spread the word by sharing this podcast with others and by giving it a rating on iTunes. If you want to find out more about David or if you'd like to leave him a message, go to his website, davidartman.net. In the meantime, let's work together to help a hurting world know about the greatest news ever announced.